you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast. Eats, breathes, and sleeps football. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. I have Greg Rosenthal and Mark Sessler here. Heroes both. Just get ready for that honk attack. You know, we're talking before the show. How long is this show going to be? Where And Dan says he feels a honk attack coming. I don't think so. We're no. excited, but we can control it. You know what it they is, say it was... is always Greg who <laughs> likes to put out a number of how, lo- how long the show will go right. on for. Yeah. And he, it's always an absurdly low. Now I'm doing um, it. He said 50 something. I said like, under Greg 60. Is the, Greg is a large reason, but we love to hear from Greg. But like, <laughs> it's a large reason why the show will go we'll 75 see. minutes. No, so. no, I, I think try I to humor Greg when he says that. I go, okay. Okay. okay, Greg. I'm just saying this Wednesday show. You know. And then and then you lose feeling in your arms. Like, oh, it's a honk attack. <laughs> <laughs> but we have plenty of reason to honk. Yes. Uh, this on time. this show in particular, because never before since February has football felt this close to being back. Football is back. Almost. I mean, we're previewing a, an actual game. We're getting game closer. Duh. Yeah, that is. We're nearing the target. Um... It is the Thursday night opener is a little over 24 hours away as we tape this. Um, And it's the defending champion Chiefs on the field at Arrowhead with or without Travis Kelsey. Interesting little drama to throw into things here. And we're going to preview that game. And we're going to preview. This is a new little. We talked about how we've made some changes to the show. Of course, we have our new NFL Plus offerings on Monday and Thursdays. Um, first one this Thursday. First one coming up on Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, as we head to the Dreamatorium. This year, starting this year, we are doing three previews, at least, uh, every Wednesday show. So we're going to hit the primetime games uh, every Wednesday on the podcast. And starting next week, every Wednesday, we'll have Colleen Wolf on the show with us, which is always a wonderful thing, Mark. It is. Um, it would be wonderful to have her today, but it, I like that build that anticipation. I think what we're doing, it cleans up our 
Thursday show because it's our draft where we draft the games and it's like we cut all the fat. Mm-hmm. But I guess if that's what you want to call it and put the we streamlined prime it. time fat into We've this. We streamlined it. Yes. It's lean. That's it's a lean better mass. way to describe it. It's a lean mass. And speaking of Colleen, check out the Hard Knocks finale uh, around the NFL podcast, uh, which was excellent yesterday. Keith Hansis was on the show talking about his thoughts and as mm. a, a uh, 55-year Jet fan. Um, and uh, some disco fries and pork rolls were served uh, as per New Jersey diner tradition. So it was a, it was a fun app. Fun app. Check it out. But now Hard Knocks is over. The preseason's over. Training camp's over. Our predictions aren't over, though. Our predictions aren't over. Little because sandwiches. coming up after the game previews, go get my lunch, you monster. <laughs> what was that face? I was still using these um, chewing sound drops, which you know I don't approve of, but that's fine. Well, it just it's because it's the lunch. I get why. Tie into them. Seg. If the two of you find that sound drop appealing. No, I don't. I don't have the misophonia that you do or the um, (laughs) fooditarian lifestyle that you do, but I still find it uh, disquieting. We're back back on the same (laughs) block there, same side of the street, Dan. Greg and Mark agreeing. Yeah, it's not good for the show, I I, I have to say, but I'm going to work through it. uh, If if that's what this show is now, you guys just agreeing on everything. (laughs) Um, I'm I mean, because we know it agitates you. It's a, there's a real motivation there. Um, no, uh, Mark, your your food journey is it's ever is ever evolving. So I know maybe that's not even fair anymore to say that you're a fooditarian. A guy yeah, I think we have to be, you know, stay on your heels here. Like uh, things are changing weekly. On your toes. Front. Or your heels. Yeah, toes. Heels would be like more relaxed. Wheel me out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yes, go get my lunch. We'll do our sandwich props uh, for the 2023 um, regular season, right? We, we keep it condensed the regular season, or did you guys have ones that take us through the playoffs and beyond? Regular season for me. Yeah. Okay, good. That regular makes sense. Season. All right, let's get, before we get to that, we'll have a special guest at the end as well. Uh, but before any of that, let's talk about the games. And yes, let's start at, I don't do, some people call it Jiha Field. Jiha? Is it G-E-H-A Field? Yeah. I don't care. No. I'll never, ever, ever ever use that <laughs> arrowhead the kansas city chiefs coming off another super bowl conquest that brilliant back and forth affair with the philadelphia eagles their reward they open the season at home and they get the detroit lions and mark will start here that we've already touched on this a couple times um that the lions are in a tough spot here they are a team that everyone um kind of loves universally it seems as a an NFC team ready to take the next step. Uh, But going on the road to KC is a tough way to start the season on Thursday night. But the Chiefs might not be fully the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, so we'll wait and see about Travis Kelsey. That said, I mean, they've won. What happened to Travis Kelsey? So he has a bone (laughs) bruise, essentially. Right. On his Where? knee, and they on, on his knee. knee, and they so they they went and they, they, the the ACL is intact. It's like it's not overly serious, but he's in a day to day situation. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like we will not see him tomorrow night because that what, headline was felt a little overly serious. So the headline being his ACL is intact, I was just like, oh, yeah, well, that I was know. a little. Well, no, I didn't know that was a question. Shoot. It started. The report initially was that he hyperextended his knee in practice. Um, on Tuesday, and then I the same thing. I woke up in the morning, and the headline I saw was the ACLs intact. I was like, I didn't know that was in question. <laughs> no, that's a season ender, obviously. If it so, 
if it's if it was a close call, then you're right. They're probably not going to play him. However, Travis Kelsey doesn't miss games. He had a microfracture knee surgery way back in 2013 that cost him time at the beginning of his career. He missed one game during the COVID season when he got sidelined with a positive test or a close call or whatever it was back then. Otherwise, this guy finds the field. He's a he's a dog. If they tell him his ACL is intact, I think he'll probably be on the field. That's just my gut feel. I tend to think that, too. I, I, for, for the reasons you just mentioned, he is sort of a absolute like durability magnet. I mean, you also don't have Chris Jones if you're the Chiefs. They've won eight straight week one matchups. And I think the question mm. here with the Lions has been like, do I trust that you can get out of the gates quickly if you're Detroit? I do because the things I love about Detroit, which is their offensive line, the way that they ran the ball last year. Um, you got the best version of Jared Goff. I think they've added some weapons. That said, like, I can't think of a tougher scenario than to have to go deal with Andy Reid out of the gate if you're Dan Campbell. It's just like it's different than other teams. Like Andy Reid has probably cooked some stuff up with or without Travis Kelsey that no one's seen before. Um, I, I think this Chiefs offense is going to come at you with the run in a way that we haven't seen in years past and find a new way to inflict damage. Yeah, I think of Andy Reid early in the season as a cheat code. He always has a couple things that other teams see and then copy and this kickoff game I think of you know when when they were the champs but I also think of weren't they on the road in New England for the kickoff game the rare team that 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 actually won that game because they put up you know a 40 burger on on the Patriots it's worrisome but I can't think of one worse thing than facing the Chiefs in week one which would be facing them with Chris Jones their most valuable defensive player by far with a healthy Travis Kelsey, uh, their second most important offensive player. That's a big gap between mm-hmm. one and two. Still number two. And oh, by the way, uh, Legereus Sneed, the best player in their secondary, their best quarterback, has had an injury that's kept him out most of camp. He's been limited. We don't know he's if he's going to play a full complement of fat snaps or if he's going to even play at all. So those are three pretty key players that at least give the, the Lions a little hope. Here's the latest on Chris Jones before we turn our attention to the Lions. Um, he was at a charity event on Wednesday, and he was asked how soon he could be ready to play if he reaches a new deal with the Chiefs. If a deal gets done, I could be out there tomorrow. Now, even if the deal does get done and he's out there tomorrow, also something that feels totally plausible um i don't know if he's playing a regular complement of snaps considering how everything played out this summer so yeah you're probably getting a lesser version of jones or seeing less of jones a lesser version of kelsey or not seeing him at all um and yet the line's probably still to me greg it's an uphill climb do you think their offense uh because this casey defense um even with sneed potentially uh being um an issue here as well um you think the, re- the the offensive last year fo- shows up for Detroit that kind of surprised teams all year? Yeah, because I think it's the same offensive line. And yes, you're wondering which wide receiver steps up other than Amon Ross St. Brown. But to me, it, it doesn't matter. They're a little like the Chiefs now. They're about the line. And in the Lions case, the system, not, not necessarily just the quarterback. That line... Who, which is fully healthy and actually hasn't been. They've always been like missing one piece, but they're fully healthy here against the Chiefs defensive line without Chris Jones. Not a lot of pressure on the edges, not a lot of pressure in the middle. I mean, to me, that's as big a mismatch as Mahomes versus the Lions defense, because at least the Lions defense added so many new pieces in the secondary. I think they're very deep 
on the defensive line. And Mahomes is is not playing with with all his full complement of guys around him. To me, that offensive line versus Chiefs defensive line matchup is such a mismatch. You could see a lot of Jameer Gibbs uh, running the ball, catching the ball down the field. They say they're going to use him in different ways that people aren't expecting. I don't know what that means. I think they always say that. I think that means as a vertical receiver. So it's it's maybe Laporta and Gibbs, and that's counting on a lot for a rookie. But Goff and those rookies can look better because you just keep winning up front over and over. Yeah, I mean, Tim Twentyman from... The Lions website noted that Gibbs could potentially function as their primary downfield pass catcher. I'm with you, Dan. Right? When I hear that stuff, I'm like, "That's let's, terrible." Let's see. Well, I think it's that tells you. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a right. running back that they're talking. That means they are lacking seriously with Jameson Williams out, and they're trying to find a way to use the running back that they overdrafted uh, as their number one deep threat. It's, it's a little bit of a red flag for me. I don't yeah, know. I mean, like you don't have DJ Chark anymore, so it's a lot on St. Brown. Um, it's probably a lot on Sam Laporta, a rookie tight end who, you know, I mean, I'm with you on, on this one too, Dan, where it's like these rookie tight ends, it's a promising class, but you really need to see it first. That said, I think like Ben Johnson is one of these guys that last year became like a star coordinator, extremely creative, and will find a way to use these chiefs like pieces from different aspects. Like you're missing, you're missing guys at wide receiver, but like, I really trust that. I think the, the version we got of Jared Goff behind this line can continue. I, I mm. think it's this notion that he's just going to, that was a mirage and he's going to fall off a cliff. I don't it's think like, so. We'll I, see. He's a marksman. If you give him time and give him a pocket, once that disappears, it's kind of over. But again, Chris Jones, who knows? Um, and I got to say one of the, um, the central tenets of uh, this podcast is winning that that trophy, that that uh, locks championship every year. And nobody likes the idea that it's back in Greg's garage. No, I, I, I mean, I, I like I, it. I'm with you. I mean, I like the fact that it's three out of four for me. Right, so but if, nobody if likes it, it. If it becomes four out of five, I think we have to think about just calling the end of the the competition just out of, of a mercy rule, some sort of thing. If it be, Let's if it humor gets, him again. Yes, Greg, we will we'll have a serious conversation saying, after th- the season. I think, a long time. I think people would just appreciate About that. that. Um, with that said, uh, <laughs> I'm starting this thing off. Oh, I'm in it to win it. I did win the title two years ago. I want it back to make it two out of three. <laughs> I'm locking up the Chiefs in Arrowhead. The spread is four and a half with it well within the mirror, considering some of Chief, the Chiefs uh, issues you. here. And um, I'm coming for you, Greg, and I'm uh, and I'm behind Patrick Mahomes at home in a kickoff game. To uh, this isn't a field goal game to me. This is a touchdown to ten point win. Even with these issues they have on both sides of the ball, I'm feeling good. Well, I mean, we talked about this before the show, and I'm very tempted to uh, do the same, but I don't think that's good show business tactics. So Ooh. I'm going to wait on my lock till uh, the later. Showman. He's well, a showman. I also Classic think showman move. What would be an incredible, like, tone-setting disaster then t- for you to pick what seems like one of the right. most lockable games out there, and then the Lions do what they did to the Packers I to think end last year? You guys will just bo- both lock up the Falcons anyway tomorrow. So. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, um, I mean, you can't hate on that. You got a chance to lock the Chiefs in hindsight when we're doing our new TNF recap show. They're ready. Uh, it'll probably seem ridiculous that it was available, but I believe in this Lions team. They were the team of the Around the NFL podcast last they year. They sure were. And you guys wanted to drop them like a bad habit, but I'm sticking with them. Team. 
in general. Yeah, I, that's fine. I don't think they're going to win, but I do think, <laughs> oh, with a strong statement. I don't think they're going to win, but I do think they have the depth on the defensive line. Greg, listen to what you just said. I'm just saying. That whole buildup, and then I'm sticking with them, I but do? I don't think they're going to win. What am I going to do? Pick them in this spot? But yeah, when it was at, <laughs> exactly. the, the number was at seven at one point, and then yeah. it was at six and a half, and then it kept, and then Kelsey thing happened. Now it's down to four and a half. Like, I, I liked the Lions side of that. If I had to choose, I still like the Lions side of that. It is a first time around, though, for this secondary, when we haven't talked about it too much, Cam Sutton coming off an injury. Mosley, and not coming off an injury, new to the team. Mosley coming off an injury. C.D. Deuce, new to the team. Brian Branch, new to the team. I'm excited about this group, but it is the first game of the year uh, against the, the Chiefs, so I just think in a shootout, you take the Chiefs. I'm glad you said that because earlier you had said that they remade the secondary and they have these these weapons on offense and the offensive line is intact. That's all good, but yeah, sometimes this stuff takes time, especially, yes. I mean, think about their defense at the beginning of last year before Aaron Glenn, they're, they're firing the defensive line coach, they're getting embarrassed by the Patriots and then they brought it in for a landing in a really impressive way which is fed into all this optimism around Detroit but I just think it's asking too much week one for the Lions so if they do oh look out just give us a good game I think it's gonna be in the 30s I think you know that over is gonna be reached in a nice little week one. I, I, I'm hopeful they can keep it close but this does feel like an outlier of an opener while there is there is a variance where like yeah, maybe it's like 40 to 14 and settle down on okay. Detroit. I, okay. I mean, I, okay. I, I, Whoa. I just mean it's been a compared to other openers where it's like two absolute the Kelsey injury t- titan makes me think that's other. not going to happen. Kelsey injury. Yeah. Chris Jones, like and Jones, he, he is such a force multiplier where he helps the guys around him who I'm not that impressed with in general. So him not there. Uh, Canarius Tony is expected to have limited snaps, but isn't, you know, really there. Like they, they have had a kind of a rough month relatively. Um, all right, let us move to Sunday night football. Hell yeah, honk fest. Oh, I did not. I did not realize this to uh, till right now. Both Sunday night and Monday night will be played at JetLife Stadium. So that's never oh, happened. That's that's, happened. that's never happened that's before. The name of it. oh, the I Giants mean, fans are upset about JetLife Stadium. I on a, on a thread with some uh, East Coasters, <laughs> they don't like it. Are you? I hate are, that Aaron Rodgers brought it up. Life Stadium. I mean, how did it, great job by Aaron Rodgers? But how did it take? This long for that nickname even to come up, come about. I guess they didn't have the hook. They like sucked for the entire time <laughs> that Life Stadium has been open. Like literally, it opened. I think what in 2011. Yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, like the yeah. life of the Jets was not anything people were seeking. <laughs> Maybe it was open during the Rex era. I don't remember. It's been a long time now. Um, so we had the Dallas Cowboys. It was because I I think I saw Brett. Favre. I saw I know I saw Brett Favre play there, and that was before that. Uh, maybe it was 2009. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. New York Giants, NFC A East foes, yeah. um, who uh, <laughs> both both are entering this season, Greg, feeling very good. The Cowboys coming off back-to-back double-digit win seasons. They think they could win this division and finally get over the hump and get back to at least the NFC title game. The Giants, they came out of nowhere last year, shocked everybody and made the playoffs, and they believe they could take the next step. Um, what are you seeing in this game? I'm seeing a matchup last year that Demarcus Lawrence specifically was a monster. And to me, that that speaks to just what's great about this Cowboys team that I don't think gets enough attention, which is just their defensive line 
depth. It's just kind of crazy that they have Sam Williams, who on any other team I think would be starting. We're talking about making the leap type of guy. He's a second-year pass rusher. Dortz Armstrong, who's one of the best reserve pass rushers in the league. And then you have Lawrence, who's still playing this well, across from my defensive player of the year uh, favorite, Micah Parsons. And Parsons last year had one game where we really did quite well against Andrew Thomas and one game less so. Uh, and Andrew Thomas is an all-pro type of guy, but Evan Neal is not, and he wasn't last year as, as a first-round pick, and Lawrence ate him for lunch last year in those two matchups and really harassed Daniel Jones, who did not play well uh, in the first one of those games. The other was on Thanksgiving. It was a back-and-forth game, but it's crazy, Mark. Like They haven't beaten Dak Prescott, and I know not to put too much into these stats with previous teams, but they haven't beaten Dak Prescott in the last 10 times they played. Yeah, it's uh, although this Giants, this incarnation of the Giants, I, I think is even different from last year's. And I, I, I feel like there's no team in the league that people sort of uh, universally seem to be down on than what the Giants, at what they did last year, what it actually meant and what it means for this season. Like this team, because the one thing the Cowboys did on defense was they were a takeaway machine. And they found a way to hassle teams week after week that the Giants under Dayball last year had the second fewest giveaways. And I think part of it is you add someone like Jalen Hyatt to the mix. What we've been hearing about Darren, Darren Waller could potentially completely change this offense if you get the good version of him. And I think people are a little too low on Daniel Jones. I know he got paid a lot of money, but I think we're on the edge of like a Daniel Jones like evolution under Dayball. We're going to see more elements of his game. They were not a deep ball team last year at any level, but he was mm-hmm. one of the most efficient. He was the most efficient running quarterback in the league. And there are el- there are Josh Allen elements to that to his game. Uh, Chris Collinsworth noted that after watch kind of deeply watching his tape, that he saw elements of Patrick Mahomes in terms of like oh. not stare. I know it sounds crazy but not just automatically going to his first read, but tucking the ball in and deciding what to do with it, creating space, getting his wide receivers open. So I think the passing attack from Daniel Jones has a chance to make a big leap, especially with Waller there. And like, I think people are just a little too low on the Giants. I love it against some good defenses. I think that was the key. And he kind of did on that. It was a Thanksgiving game, right? Am I, am I remembering it right? Uh, against the Cowboys. But he took a lot of sacks in those two games, and he hasn't done it against the big defenses. He kind of ate up some bad ones. Yeah, and it's kind of the genius of Brian Dayball that he did it with Josh Allen. He kind of took over and diagnosed what Josh Allen does well and how to accentuate what he does well and turned him into a superstar or helped turn him into a superstar. And then he did the same thing with Daniel Jones and, and looked at what he did well, what he did wrong, and what you saw last year was a lot more scrambling, a lot more first reads and taking off, picking up first downs. He was near the top of the league of all quarterbacks in terms of rushing yards, uh, rushing for first downs, and it made him a much more efficient player and a less turnover-prone player. Um, now the book is out. The the teams know that's what the Giants, how they they want to use Jones. I think the all the talk about Darren Waller, that's what's so great about the games coming now because now we, now we can see, see. Yeah. after all this talk about how much of a difference Darren Waller will make, will make for this offense in the red zone and giving Jones a th- true threat. Darren Waller hasn't been that guy for two years. So they're they're banking on him being healthy and kind of uh, being reinvigorated within this offense. And we're going to see it against the Cowboys because what do teams like to do when they have a shiny new toy? As soon as they get their first chance, they're going to do everything in their power to make Waller a star in this game. And I want to see what kind of production he has. I'm very curious what Dable will do kind of for a second act here because Daniel Bellinger was a good rookie last year, a good rookie tight end. If he had stayed healthy the whole season, like – he he had a better rookie season on some level than like Kyle Pitts was having for, for Atlanta. That's a nice 
little two tight end group. I'm not saying he's that sort of talent. And now you have all these receivers who actually stayed healthy. I'm very curious how he'll attack. And I do think if the Giants can win this game, it's because their defensive line steps up another level. Because the defensive line, Dexter Lawrence was their best player last year, but Kayvon has a chance to be better even than he was. And he was good. But you do want to be our friends, I I don't. I'm authentic. (laughs) Ojalari's there. Like, it could be a very good defensive line. Tyler Smith, the, the Cowboys' starting guard, had a hamstring injury that they had an MRI on. They've changed around their offensive line. So that's something where they could keep this game low scoring and ugly by getting a lot of pressure on Dak. But this is the same team, to be fair, that you know couldn't beat Cooper Rush last year. No, they couldn't. I mean, it's also, you know, I know you move on from the offensive coordinator, but with Dak in the lineup last year, the Cowboys averaged 30 points a game, the most by any starting quarterback. He also missed five games and threw 15 interceptions. I know a lot of them weren't on him, but I just feel like Dak already is under immense pressure. And I think if you're Mike McCarthy and you're calling plays now, it's like there is some pressure there to get out of the gate quickly. Like a loss to the Giants would be a mega disaster. Going against two rookie cornerbacks. I've said it before here, but that that's pretty interesting. Deontay Banks and then Hawkins, their sixth round pick. Uh, the running backs. I'll just say this. We're nobody's underdog. <laughs> that's true. Oh, by the way, there is a new. They are favorites, by the way. Road favorites. I think it's like two and a half. Really? Seems, not surprising. Seems about right. That's not. That's in the nether zone, but yeah, they are slight favorites. Hang on one second here. I got to find this from Dave Ely, who does great job on the desk. Um, and then he'll save me, send me stuff occasionally that I would like. And here he is. This is on Twitter from Calvin Watkins. What a coworker. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy said the theme <laughs> of the season is Carpe Omnia. Um, it's Latin, right? Uh, I don't, and that means seize everything. The Cowboys have an empty pr- picture frame in front of the team meeting room. Picture says a 1,000 words, he said. Wait, what? I don't know anything that I, exactly. everything I just read. Stop it. So there's an empty picture frame and they have to make the picture. Now, I like the what was the phrase again? Carpe, Carpe Omnia. Now, I like that because sees everything. Right. If you if you just seize the day. That's just one day. When's this game being played, Dan? Well, it's not it, Sunday football. It's Sunday night. football. Exactly. You leave a big hole there in general. Great yeah. Strategy. There's 365 days. Seize the day. What are what day? What about the rest? This is everything. Good job by McCarthy. Yeah, everything Locked includes everything includes, you know, positives. And but negatives. again, Cowboys have an empty picture frame in front of the team meeting room. Picture says a thousand words, he says. Overly complex. Yeah, this is too much. If, if Jonathan Gannon did this, everyone would be crushing him. But you know, McCarthy's got it. It's kind of a mojo moment, though. He, he's talking. It all kind of comes back to mojo moments. The running backs. <laughs> um, the running backs are um, Saquon Barkley on one side, Tony Pollard on the other. Barkley had a big bounce back season last year. We'll see what he can do uh, as an encore. What is Pollard's status? Does he all systems go or it's interesting because he never, he didn't play in the preseason, but yes, they are talking about him. Like he's going to get a pretty heavy workload, but I think we'll weirdly see. not a lot of conversation about the guy no, coming off the no. broken leg in the playoffs. No, I, that is a concern. And a guy that's never been that guy as a consistently as a 20 plus touch guy. So I'd like to see a little deuce Vaughn on, on my uh, think you will. first Sunday night on NBC. I see you NBC executives. I know what you're doing. What's the number one matchup in the NFL in terms of ratings over the last 15 years? Uh, 15 years? It's Giants Eagles. Is giving it? you the answer. If you look at. I mean, wait, what did I just say? Giants Cowboys. I blew it. I blew it. 
Top Sid. The season's over. What about some of those like the Colts Pats games? Uh, but just consistently, if you look at okay. the no, that top makes sense. 10, Giants Cowboys are like five or six of the top ten always in Sunday night football. Well, they've done this they, before multiple right. times. And so, yeah. and then you put it on Week One, which is often the uh, biggest week of the year. This is the biggest match, the biggest week of the year. They're gonna, they're looking for. Oh, record. Mondo. They're looking for record. Mondo, and you know, I don't all, think anyone was mystified how this wound up being like the opening <laughs> right. Sunday night. But there's always field. been. It used to happen a lot on this show when the, one or neither of the teams was relevant. Like, come on, let's grow up, Peter Pan. It gets monster ratings, and that's all that matters. That's what TV is. I think you're pointing to the fact that the Cowboys were often dinged by certain people on the show for sucking and still getting massive primetime shares. the money. Well, of course. I think everything is about. We were children back money. then when we, now we're we thought grown we saw grizzled. the world that way. Uh, let's pick this game. Uh, mm. it's a tough one. I kind of like the G-Men in their building here. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win the division. So they're going to start on the, with a loss on the road. Although it's it's a division game, I do like division games in week one. Just gives a little extra. Oh, uh, I like I like I like a twenty four twenty Giants win. How about wow. that? Wow, I you know I was wrong. It's a three and a half point number, and that's a little disrespectful. I think it is to the Giants. A little bit. This is where I'd probably try to uh, thread the needle, as we mm-hmm. as we like to say on on a game day view, where I'd probably pick the Giants to uh, cover that, even though it's small, and pick the Cowboys to win. Mark. I, uh, well, you know, I do that little picks thing each week where um, oh, yeah. that little picks thing. Well, because we, here, here's Mark. what you do. Like, no one knows about the ones you get wrong. But if you pick like it's a sharp underdog and like you're one of the only of the 10 people that did, you get all these, I got all these people from New York saying like New Jersey. Great job. You, you believe in us. I picked the Giants and I'm picking them right here. I'll say 21 to 20. All right. So G-men. I, I have to bring my you guys know my my son's a big NFL plus guy. Huge. You know, just loves biggest one I know. Loves the you know, loves the live game. Close. Loves the local games, loves the primetime games. He's, you can watch this one on on NFL plus Giants Cowboys. Good plug. Um, Good way to, you know, essentially use your child to. Uh, right. Well, he's you know, doing it without that in his own want, bottom line. We, we, we even wanting to. They had this thing up, and I was like, what is he even watching? It's like a voiceover. It's very snappy. It's really well done. It's predictions. And I realized it's it's the Sessler group predictions. Mark Ed Sessler. They talk about it and then they show up the predictions and they go. cut it up into. Vo- but I've got some news for you. I don't Uh-oh. know. Oh no! If you entered your no, predictions no, 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 late no. this week, no, Mark, because they had all ten up. No, Mark. And I didn't Sessler. I didn't see something. Mark, week one, baby. I know exactly what happened because we were literally taping a show uh, while the deadline was passing. Okay. So I was like, they did have a weird right. spot that seemed almost empty. I think they were holding it for it's, you. It, they are, but the uh, I think the actual voiceover individual for those you know yeah. do these people. I think I think they inserted his prediction prediction maybe in instead of mine for this first wow. week. One more. Okay. Wow. Well, Let's keep an eye on that going forward. Uh, one more well, prediction to not make. Not the reaction I was looking for. <laughs> um, Dak Prescott will throw two more uh, crucial interceptions in this game that uh, the echo chamber uh, uh, will say were not his fault. <laughs> okay, like there were a couple echo, last echo, year echo, that were echo, like you know echo. tipped. Here's that he literally was one of the best quarterbacks in the league at preventing interceptions until last year. That's just a fact. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's what's going to happen in my mind mind on Sunday. Let's take a break, and then we'll get to a certain Monday Night Football game of incredible intrigue. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we're back. Again, if you're just joining us, would be weird it's a podcast maybe you got into the car with your buddy and your buddy was listening to the first half hour of the show maybe you're a huge fan of this game you looked at that description where our, our producer Eric time does the time now. codes and he just you had to get to this game i'm coded it do you but time you've, code you've Eric? Got, you've got two friends code. driving around town together in this scenario just, just listening just listening very bizarre how's your okay. thumb eric is it anything weird happening it's there? actually um surprisingly like any growth? That's what we're looking for. Growth. Uh, I mean, it. If honestly, it. Don't hold would, them up. You, okay. You wouldn't. You wouldn't like <laughs> it. It wouldn't catch your eye too bad. The nail looks kind of effed up. Yeah. But the thumb itself is actually kind of. Um, it feels weird. That's Mark and I were thing. looking for the sci-fi element. If you have yeah. any flesh growth. Yeah. No. Well, you were told by by your doctor that. Yeah, would my be the doctor case, said. So. But, but he's. Are you sure that was a doctor? We do. We we don't know. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. The the when when your wife. <laughs> <laughs> handed the doctor uh, a part of flesh in an ice bag, and he's like, what's that for? Yeah. And then threw it into the uh, toxic waste basket. That was a bit of a red flag. Yeah, he did seem lost. Like, he couldn't even fathom why your <laughs> wife was in there with that bag or c- unable to piece together what was happening. Red flag. Was this a real hospital? Yes, right. yes it was. Is it like a vet? It's <laughs> like when the gangsters have to go to the vet, the guy that they pay off. And they have to do it in the basement always. And it's like, weird that they'll be all right. The gunshot. It didn't catch any major organs. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. Y'all be fine. Stop being a cry, baby. You know, that old thing. That, that is an old thing. <laughs> it, it's also weird, like, that he had the toxic waste bag in his locker. And it was, like, you know, right underneath, like, Doc's Tasty Treats. Yeah. It was very just known a they, weird guy. They just drenched the thumb in, like, whiskey and gave you a, a, a piece of right. tree to bite. The old, the old vet in the back pocket. <laughs> the old piece of organized trade. crime. <laughs> anyway, Monday night football. 
That's the show right here. That's the show. Back it's to the Jet other Life stuff. Stadium. It's not just the football. It's the other stuff, too. Okay. Um, uh, it's finally here. After months of anticipation, Aaron Rodgers will make his debut in a game that counts against, of all teams, the mighty Buffalo Bills. Eric Roberts' own Buffalo Bills. They are back-to-back-to-back division champs. Uh, and again, feeling and mark like a Super Bowl or bust year for the Bills. Uh, so to get this Bills team on the road in Monday night against this Jets team that that arrived on defense last year, were a quarterback sh- short, and then got Aaron effing Rodgers, now that is a great way to end the week. This is Welcome the game. It is just like the most mysterious sporting event, and I'm I, like I I get it. I think it's too, it gets tiresome to say that we're going to be fascinated by X, Y, and Z, but this is the one that sits there on, out on Monday it's night. The game of like, the week, by absolutely, far. because the Jets have been treated in a way that few sports teams are, with having proven literal to nothing, and it's not their fault, but it's like they are. The headline, the Bills are not. The Bills somehow have been superseded here. And I think one thing that you can point to from a year ago, because what carries over um, Robert Sala's defense, this Jets defense, the defensive line, I think is as good as anything the NFL has at any position group. We've talked about that. And Josh Allen last year, he struggled against the Jets. They knocked him off in one game. He averaged 100 fewer passing yards against the Jets than any other team. And this is Josh Allen. I think this is a, you know, Post Brian Dayball, there have been some issues. I know there was an injury last year. He's still fantastic on the ground and does things that few other people can do. But he is accountable for 29 interceptions over the last two seasons, which is the most in the league. And I would just say that this Jets defense, it's not just every – the attention is all on Aaron Rodgers and understandably on hard knocks to, to begin with. But I think this is a defense that's going to generate turnovers on a weekly basis, mm. going to generate massive punishment on a quarterback. They didn't do that last year, by the way, turnovers. That was the one that, issue with the defense. They could they flip that up. the bottom of the league. But I, I think that the, like, I go back to this like Steelers-Bills preseason game, and I guess just wipe away everything from the preseason. But I thought Josh Allen had looked uncomfortable at times mm. in this preseason. Like, Seeing pressure that wasn't there, and I just wonder if this Jets defense at home, if they can respond quickly. You're asking them to grow up in a minute. We're going to find out the truth right away about who the Jets are, but I love this opportunity for what they're good at to, to thrive against Josh Allen. I think it could really be a defensive game, and I predicted that the Bills win the division when we did our season predictions, and so I, I go into this one thinking, look, everyone's looking past this team. They are favored, the Bills, in this game. But when I think about those matchups, that does matter last year. He averaged under six yards per attempt against the Jets. He had two interceptions, no touchdowns in a game that Zach Wilson started at quarterback and won. I mean, I, I think that matters because you are just looking at the Jets' biggest strength by far up front on the defensive line. And it's not just one guy. It, it's six guys versus what in my mind is the Bills' biggest weakness, if you had to choose one, certainly on their offense and and maybe on their whole roster, which is their offensive line. And we've already seen Robert Sala matches up well here. And so after thinking about it more, Josh Allen's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly and he's going to have to maybe pick on the Jets' safeties, getting the ball over the middle of the field. But I like this matchup for the Jets because of the defense. I think it's a defensive game both ways. Well, look at last year. So... You mentioned it. Uh, Robert Sala and that Jets defense had Josh Allen in a blender. Uh, it was the high point of their season. Um, I believe it was about week 9 or 10. A 2017 win at the Meadowlands 
uh, where Allen really struggled. Uh, they He took a vicious hit that stuck with him for the rest of the season, um, an injury that really I think a lot of people attributed to affecting his play down the stretch. Uh, and then when the Jets were in their free fall later in the season, they still hung with him, and I think they put maybe 20 points. And he had uh, 147 yards and was sacked three times eight on the year. So now, again, teams adjust. Last year is last year. Um, this year is this year. But we, we don't need to look at um, this game and say, oh, you know, Stefan Diggs, who, by the way, has to deal with sauce, and and the Bills, they're going to be off and running. Now, remember last year, like we were at the game when the season started last year across the street, and the Bills hit the ground running, and they beat up on the Rams, and they looked unstoppable. I just would be really surprised if uh, the Jets might lose this game. Certainly possible. It's a very tough game, but I'd be very surprised that the defense faltered and played poorly. I agree. I think this is going to be a defensive back and forth. I think the Aaron Rodgers stands, myself included, uh, with the Jets are going to want him to throw four touchdowns and have the storybook game. I don't think that happens either. This feels to me like a 27 type game, 2017 type game that can go either way. Yeah, I mean, structurally, I think the Jets have to win a lot of these games this season in a really rough uh, schedule out of the gate with their defense. So it's not just going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think I think that X factor, you talked about that Bills-Rams game from a year ago. It was the pass rush that completely exposed a totally fault, faulty Rams offensive line. You need Dwayne Brown, Mekhi Becton to show up and play well. And that's not just this week, but it's like there are Jets questions along their line as well. I do think, though, that why Aaron Rodgers can succeed sooner than you'd expect, potentially, is that they've surrounded him with players he's comfortable with. Um, Nathaniel Hackett was a mess last year, but uh, under Nathaniel Hackett in recent days, Aaron Rodgers... Hi, my name's Nathaniel Hackett. Thanks. Uh, it's nice to see you out here. He, I don't, yeah, it's like he, he sounds like a funny guy, but I, like Aaron Rodgers, he 111 is touchdowns and 13 picks under Hackett in this past three mm. seasons underneath him with 109.2 rating and two MVPs. So like, no matter what you think about what happened last year, if you're Sean Payton or someone else... Hackett and Rodgers work together. I think you put Rodgers in an environment where if the line stays together, like he can succeed quickly. Yeah. Getting deep shots against Micah Hyde and Poyer and that deep safety group is going to be tough. But I do think the secondary receivers, like who can win those matchups? You like the matchups a little better, I think, for the Jets of a Lazard or a McCole Hardman winning against some of these secondary cornerbacks for the Bills. They're still kind of rotating. They're still looking for their secondary um, depth. Whereas for the Bills, if Diggs is taken out, you're counting on Trent Sherfield and Dalton Kincaid, and maybe they get it going, but in tougher matchups against a very deep Jet secondary. Yeah, like yeah. No one talks about DJ Reed. Like, no. You know, there's Sauce Gardner, but DJ Reed actually did a lot more of covering number one wideouts a year ago. DJ I mean, Reed was the the unexpected, like, find on that d- defense. I wish, I need the season to start. DJ Reed is out here telling the media this week that the Jets could be the 85 Bears on defense. <laughs> That's the type of stuff I don't need right now. No. Now it's time to don't pump yourself any, any more than necessary. Uh, let's get to it. I think that besides with the Rodgers side of things, the thing that I most want to see is in a game situation, this Jets defensive line, because that has a chance to really power the entire team. And I don't even know what's going on with Carl Lawson um, at this point with a back issue that continues to linger. But uh, the old Parcellsism, Greggy, uh, he's a progress stopper potentially at this point Mm. with Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald and Quinnen Williams and John Franklin Myers, uh, Michael Clemens. These guys are going to go 
get. Bryce Huff is a nice complimentary guy. They just keep coming at you. This is what Salah's been trying to build since he got there, and now they get to unleash it in prime time with everyone watching for four quarters. I'm really excited to see how that defense looks in the front and how the Buffalo Bills uh, try to combat that because that's going to play into, you would imagine, the game plan for Buffalo is we know they're they're dogs and they're going to be coming after us, so that might limit their ability to attack the safeties with deep shots because they're going to try more of a quick-hitting affair on their offense. Something, yeah, quick over the middle, and this is why uh, I'm so glad they gave Troy and Joe all that money. Mm-hmm. Like, this, just, this is a game that deserves a little Troy and Joe. You got, you got Gardner versus Diggs, maybe the best cornerback wide receiver matchup we're seeing twice a year. It just deserves, this whole thing deserves a little, this is why they gave him all that. I'm nervous. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, excited, what is your piecemeal level at this point? I like that I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be bunkered up uh, with my sons and, and my wife who loves hard knocks. Uh, no matter who the team is, she said she's going to be following the Jets this year as a result. Speaking of hard knocks. Finally. I mean, yeah. it took uh, How is she not quite following a long time in your marriage. House, you know? to, I'm yeah. never around, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, did you happen to catch the finale, Mark? I have not seen okay. that yet. Well, at the first 15 minutes. Um, the show takes a hard left turn about midway through into an Unsolved Mysteries episode. Uh, can we play a little bit of Aaron Rodgers' uh talking about a uh, UFO sighting in New Jersey in 2000. When was he drafted? Five? 2005. We just stood frozen, the three of us, on the front stoop of, the, of Steve's house. And about 30 seconds later, we heard the real recognizable sound of fighter jets going... Shoo, 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 shoo. ...that seemed to be chasing this object. Um, and again, we just stood there in just disbelief for another few minutes. Nobody said a word. And then we all kind of looked at each other like, did we just see what we think we just saw? <laughs> what was that? I love it. <laughs> it's complete madness coming from a man who fans like myself have tied everything to. Oh, he's, he's just on TV about, talking like that. He's spoken about <laughs> UFOs before, I believe, in the past. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think like this... This summer has been good for Aaron Rodgers. Hard Knocks has been good. And like where he, if he would have said that a year ago, I think it would have been chuckled off the stage. But Greg, I know you've been a little suspicious of Aaron Rodgers, the human. Are you? Do you like? Oh, we're just more? moving off the alien stuff. No, I mean, I'm just saying I, I think that he's telling the truth about the experience he had. Baker Mayfield saw a UFO. I guess that's if you, you know, there's these. I didn't believe that. You didn't believe that? No, I didn't believe that. No, I don't remember that. Rodgers, but not Mayfield, because he's better at okay. <laughs> and plays for the Jets. That's, that's the <laughs> um, kind of ran fun. out of football content there on the on maybe at the tail end of Hard Knocks. A little bit. Okay. Um, Keith Hansis, by the way, on the Hard Knocks podcast, told a great story of being 20 years old in the early 70s and waiting um, at Hofstra University at the dorms out in Long Island, and his buddy. Pete Zempepos, um, who went, who played football at Hofstra, um, said every night Joe's the last one before uh, before a curfew. He will every night without fail get there right at the curfew, 11 p.m. So let's go have a couple beers and uh, come back here right at curfew. And sure enough, Joe comes barreling around the corner. Mm. Wow! At exactly 10:58 in his Cadillac, and uh, my dad meets Joe Namath. And, and go check out the episode uh, to hear the rest of it. But how how has he not told us that story before? 
I've heard the story. Okay, because I mean, but, I've hung out with. Yeah, there was Adelaide the first. It was talked about the Jets. It was know? very good work by Keith, uh, unprompted to to bring up that story. I thought you were going to say he also saw a UFO. It's like apparently everyone but us has. Seen I don't know. You know what? I got a. I've seen a UFO. Colleen's father has seen one too. Yeah, I. We talked about that story again as yeah. well. Um, but I would. I'm curious. Next time Keith's on, we'll get him on at some point to check in with the Jets. Let's ask him what he thinks about UFO. Mm. All right. All right. Any other thoughts? How about the game? Let's pick this one. I, th- I think I changed my mind as I was talking and will take the Jets in a Whoa. narrow one. Yeah. Hmm. In, in that- this week one game. I like the Bills better for the season, but I, I think the Jets win this game. Yeah, I f- I- I'm just going with my heart on this a little bit. I think that the Jets nip them. And uh, I think that MetLife is going to be as on fire as it's ever been since the crescendoing heights of Rex Ryan. I don't think I don't think that's a good call. I don't think it will ever be as hot in terms of a Jets game as it's going to be when Rodgers takes the field. Uh, of course, I'll take the Jets to uh, 24-21 late touchdown pass uh, by Aaron Rodgers to C.J. Uzama for the win. Mm. And um, and that means we all pick the Jets. Everyone on Good, Good Morning Football oh. picked the Jets to go oh, to the playoffs. No. It's, it's gas-up season for the Jets. But you know what? I'm taking all that anxiety out of my mind. It's time to play football. Let's see what happens. Whatever they say about Aaron Rodgers on TV is a lie. All right. That's it. That is the previews of the three primetime games. And like we said, this is going to be an every week thing. We hit those games. And then on Thursday, we have our draft, as you, uh, if you're a fan of the show, know about. Uh, And uh, now we transition. This is where the uh, honk attack did arrive. You're right. It always does. It always does. Yeah, we did 45 on those three games. But that's okay. We're, we're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun. And go get my lunch. The conversation begins, you buttheads, uh, where we make predictions on the season to come, the regular season to come, and we track these uh, predictions with the great help of Nick Fortier, who's been running gogetmylunch.org for years. This is We're entering our 11th season. Fortier's – if he's been at it eight years, nine years, I believe it because it's been – it's been pretty long now he's been doing it. <laughs> and to be fair, hasn't been paid a cent for his efforts. I mean, but, uh, I, I you think know, we appreciate lo- it. I think much longer than 2014 was his first. Wow. So basically, the this is, would be his 10th year tracking things. Congratulations to Nick. Um, this will, now, How about a thank you? Thank you. And this will pay <laughs> off for you finally this year. What does that mean? I don't know how, but it's just it's going to pay off. Oh, now you promised something. I think we've said something to Nick in the past, but Eric, make a mental uh, have- or not a mental note. Can you write it down? Let's talk with the shadowy league figures upstairs and figure out something to get to Nick this year. Yes, because who else could have uh, tracked whether Brian Arakbo <laughs> signed with the Falcons <laughs> or uh, or the, whether Derek Morgan signed with the Falcons back in 2014? Literally, no one else <laughs> in the entire world. Um, so we enter. We go into our predictions. Um, and it is nice when I look at the history, you see Chris Wessling and again, uh, a special West connected guest joining us in just a bit. Uh, you see all of his, uh, wagers, including, uh, Kristen Michael <laughs> leads the Cowboys in rushing in which Dan, Greg, uh, and Mark took him up on it. But Mark, it's noted here, but he thinks it will be close. That's such a, Mark uh, well, <laughs> there was no more. Wes was fascinated with Christine Michael, so I'm yeah, not surprised. And, uh, was it, it, Kristen, was it was Christine Michael. It was Michael? Kristen. It was Kristen. Um, but uh, he, w- you know, editors know it was not close. I don't believe 
you know, he ever got any carries just about. Like he he had probably under 100 or 200 yards. And um yeah, I am at 53.7%, 226 and 195. Greg, you are I got a little distance between you right now for mm-hmm. the first time, 219 and 199, 52.4%. Mark bringing up the old rear with the old 188 and 210. 188 and 210, 47.2%. So the goal well, really. Like, you know, well, I, back we, in the early days, I, you know. I was, no, <laughs> I, I I think I put some things out there that when they hit, they hit. But, like, they're less, maybe lower right. percentage. You're shots. Rob Deere. You're going to hit 205, sure. but you'll hit 31 homers. When you get when you get a hold of one, That's look out. Look at, that, look at that sucker go. That's yeah. the kind of life of I'd rather live. Big chase rate. And when not, it's like, no, a non-human is not going to you know, score a touchdown this year. <laughs> but that's why we love you, Mark. Hey, I did that one again. <laughs> Some people have called you I a beautiful have. weirdo. And I agree. I have. I didn't. But no, not yet. If someone did. Sure. I would say yes. As long as that's not seen as, uh, you know, a pejorative in terms it's of that. Not, it's a not pejorative in, in any way, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'll start. I like this. I feel really good about this one. And there should be an onion hanger in here somewhere. So we're doing two each and an onion hanger. Um, we're doing three. And then, yeah, yeah. sure, okay. Um, mine are all pretty hangy, I got to say. So you guys could tell me if, the, if, if it does or does not qualify. I don't have one that, like, stands out as the onion hanger. But I'll start here. Devontae Adams, superstar wide receiver of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mike Evans, star receiver of... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Two players on teams kind of going nowhere is a little mean. The week one hasn't happened, but un- unclear future uh, for the organization's direction. Evans wants a new deal. I don't know if that's coming. One of those players, e- Adams or Evans, will hmm. be moved ahead of the trade deadline in early November. That's a fun one. Yep. I'll take you on it. Um not to do what I just did with the wrestling one from many years ago, but I it will be close. I do think it will happen. I think I'd put Adams. I put Adams as Wait, the, if you think it's going to happen, then don't take him. Because the only way to gain traction in this game is to take everyone on everything. That's my strategy. So I'm going to go with the field, saying maybe yeah. they don't move him. Well, in, unless it's a true fifty-fifty or, or under, I think if they were setting this line, it would be close to fifty-fifty. But I will take you. I still think it's it's less likely to happen, but it's spicy. You reeled us in, and I think if you really crunch the numbers and you look at the situation, especially Adams, but but Evans too, I, I think it's quite possible, and, and it's pretty close to a 50-50 uh, idea that I, one of these will happen. Here is something crazy. Now, this would be kind of like the Sessler onion hanger. He's doing both. Well, no, that Adams trading any player midseason is tough. You'd have to trade him somewhere where he's comfortable and he knew the offense. That's Aaron Rodgers and, and Hackett and the Jets. Yeah. Who, the Jets who have cap space because of the Aaron Rodgers uh, restructuring of his contract. So they have the financial flexibility to make it happen. They have uh, the relationship between player and quarterback and OC. And I just want to fly around like a butterfly. And they might need, have the need, Greg, because I agree with you when you look at them on paper after Garrett Wilson. It's like, hmm. If that room isn't coming together the way they like behind Wilson or, God forbid, Wilson gets hurt, Dang. that is something to keep an eye on. That's spicy. I looked at the captain implications for the for the uh, Raiders, and it's, it's not too crazy. 
Um, it's doable. And, and you we have, know, you we have know they'd be motivated enough to give a boatload of picks, which is the only way. That- I think the other side of the coin is that, like, the Raiders have a high implosion factor. I know I'm getting... I'm getting. Look at Chandler Jones, the, the report out there, or the... The Instagram yeah. story that he said uh, he didn't want to play for this head coach or GM. He well, couldn't get to the Adams, gym. And Adams basically said, like, I, I'm going to have to do my best to kind of keep my head in the game and, and play yeah. along with what's going on here. Said a couple months ago. That's not, I don't love those words. The, the Instagram that was since deleted from Chandler Jones, big ticket free agent signing last year. Um, he said that he could not get into the team facility for the Raiders. And we could focus on this tomorrow, but it's already here. So. Um, they. I don't know what, what what the disconnect was, but he couldn't get in. So he said, I'm forced to go to a local gym to work out. And he kind of put it right at the feet of McDaniels, who, again, is a guy that's not looking so hot in terms of how he runs teams. And, yeah, the high implosion factor, that's just another crack where you're like, remember Urban Meyer, where it just the crack started and you started to see yeah. more and more and more? Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Greg. It was a pretty big crack when he was just, you know, grinding on that girl in the bar uh, I watched, after a game. I watched the Swamp Kings. <laughs> after Netflix. a Thursday night game. <laughs> yes, that they lost. Yeah. Um, the Swamp Kings documentary on, on Florida during the Tebow years. Um, Urban Meyer is insufferable in the doc, which is a very good documentary overall, mm-hmm. but it is insane um, how high that man is on his own supply. It's nice. worth watching just for that. I'm not gonna check it out, but I, I would. It's yeah, an I excellent documentary, that. and I thought um, the uh, as this is our 11th year. All the guys that came through that pipeline, like seeing Percy Harvin as a college superstar, seeing Tebow's journey after it got all warped when he got to the NFL. Um, your boy, the linebacker Spikes, uh, he has a major part in the uh, in the in the doc as well. He was a big personality. And a big swing and miss from uh, myself in terms of what type of career he would have. This isn't going to be a swing and miss, though. You guys can take the rest of the field in the NFC North, and you can give up on our team of around the NFL all you want. I'm sticking with them. And I was thinking, what didn't we really cover in the in the predictions pod? And it's it's my uh, my belief that these, this Lions team will live up to their high expectations this year, and they will win the NFC North. So you get the field. I get the Lions. That's right. Well, they're not the team of ATL. Well, that's that was that, last I'm year. trying to keep them that way. Here, here's in, something in incredible. Spirit. Mark, this is uh, uh, I was going to hold mine, but it's directly connected to this. So my second one is the Lions oh. do not spend a single week alone in first place in the <laughs> NFC. North that's this ridiculous. Year. Alone. In, I mean, I guess that's funny. I mean, I'll take you up on that. So Because they start in my mind with a loss. Listen, I already. Right. Lo- oh, my God. So you already agreed. This is a wait a second. Board. This is exciting. This has to be an onion hanger, because if the Lions win tomorrow, you're all you've I'm already, already out. You've already lost. You've, you've not gone. only lost yep. your lock. <laughs> But you've lost sandwiches. It would be unprecedented. Uh, and I just, I, I hope obviously the Lions win, but I just hope they're ahead in the second half and that you're sweating this thing out. This would be great. I'll take you both up on your individual Lions okay. propositions right there. Okay, so you're taking the field. All so right. you I mean, say the odd, that they, they, they essentially conflict with each other on some level, but uh, can you win both? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Well, of course. So I yeah. can't, I, ac- I actually probably will have to win one of them, right? So the Lions do not spend a single week alone in first place, but he has them winning. 
Right. The whole division. All all you need to happen is for them to spend one week in first place at some point, oh, but right. not win right. the division. Right. Which is, which is quite possible. I love taking yeah. both. Quite possible. Alone really makes it, um, you know, tricky. But All right. I got one for you. What? Wait a second. Good. That just, was a good way just to marinate on that a little no, bit that more. That The Lions, they might not be the team of ATN, but they are a, a, and continue to be a hugely compelling team within the the structure of the show i want to keep i don't i don't i don't love the dynamic that greg is cooking up where he is gonna force or attempt to force them to be the team of atn again but also at the same time tell everyone and tell you and i that we aren't actually on board with it well that you really weren't last year i I actually i what i was doing last year and they grew on me and i i I was being not really that you were it's upbeat for you last year it was it was (laughs) as the titans crumbled on top of it every other team (laughs) well there are multiple things multiple flowering disasters occurring all at once (laughs) all right let's hear it deshaun watson throwing the ball over the field to different people that weren't on his team just a tough back nine last year i've made mine a little simpler this time around yeah Dak Prescott will be benched. Whoa. That is an onion hanger. So it can't be an injury. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we would have to, you know, there's sometimes they don't tell you exactly what's going on, but it has to be. Benched for performance reasons. Perform- I think we- yeah, performance. Absolutely. All right. What about if he gets Wow, injured, that's an onion hanger. And what? then he gets injured. Like an and- Alex Smith Kaepernick type, type thing? Like he, well, like, it's like last year. Right. And I don't know, in your mind, I don't know if it's Cooper Rush or if it, it, it's the washout from San Francisco, Trey Lance. One of these guys takes the job while he's injured and plays well. And then he doesn't. Team. And then that's Pres- a, that counts as a bench. I think team. that's a bench. And then Alex- Prescott gets better and then yeah. he stays on the bench. Does that count? In, 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 yes. In, okay. the, in the world of NFL quarterbacks, like Dak Prescott, once healthy, not being put, put back into the starting lineup. Is I'll a take huge, you on a huge this. story I mean, and a benching. That's so. a massive onion hanger right off the top. End. Wait, can I? Because I, I know you were part of that chorus that's saying, you know, Dak's stats last year weren't a true reflection of who he was. Like, what's going to happen this year? No, I don't know if I'm really part of that chorus. I think that if you go and look at all his interceptions, there is that argument that, like, it there was some weird stuff happening. He wasn't like a turnover prone quarterback historically, and like some weird stuff happened. So, so is this the a hunch? Thing. Is this a hunch, or do you, are you I, seeing I the, actual? I think the pressure is turned way up, and okay. I could just see. I think the one thing about Trey Lance, I, I buy the fact that they're like all in on Dak, but Trey Lance, the one thing about him is like there's just this mysterious attractive potential, and if they got into a jam, I could see them be tempted to see what Lance could do if Dak is really floundering. So, I mean, it's a bit of a reach in the sense that I'm getting, I'm thinking Dak Prescott becomes a lesser quarterback than I actually think he is today, but that's I'm just real, It's a crazy one, but if they're 6 and 10 or 7 and 9 and eliminated and they want to take a look at Trey Lance week 17, I think that's your your path. That's the most likely yeah. path. And it's not totally insane, the but I still do don't think they would do it. I don't think well, he's Derek Carr, we'll but yeah. That would be pretty stunning, and, and it would be a real sign that Dak has lost, obviously, a ton of juice in that building. I'm, I'm not it would be there. The it would be I the feel end. like it's a little bit like the Trey Lance trade because people still are trying to make Trey Lance a thing. They, mm-hmm. they made it a bigger story than it really should have been seen in, mm-hmm. in, in my mind. Okay. But you've already done two now. So. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. Uh, I got one more. I'll, I'll throw in one that I, I like because I like to use uh, the QB index as a measuring stick, even though Mark's not writing it this year. Nick Shook is. Uh, Nick Shook is doing it. Yep. Nice to have him involved. 
And uh, we'll be on the show Sunday, by the way. Oh, this this is why I'm going to really <laughs> you know, try to influence Nick throughout the season. OK, on his on his voting when it comes to keeping up with the Joneses, because there's a couple Joneses here that are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And my prop, my sandwich is that Mac Jones McCorkle, right. your boy, finishes the year ranked ahead of Daniel Jones in that beautiful QB index. Mac Jones over Daniel Jones. I like this. It like it ticks your fan boxes off very <laughs> yes, well. I knew you would. You're like believing that. Mac Jones and the the Patriots being sneaky, okay this year, and your abject dislike <laughs> of the Giants over a couple of key games in your past. Um, it's a good one. And I think Mac will be better. It's really a belief in Mac. I've actually, the record will show I have been higher than consensus on Daniel Jones throughout his career. But uh, I think Mac Jones will be good, and I think he's he's a better. So it's not QBR. It's not pass rating. It's, it's where shook Nick on the QB index. I trust Shook more. Where would Shook, I don't even I don't know Shook's like philosophy. It's just who has a better. Index. It's it's who has a better year. I mean, last year but he Dan, might value different things. I think well, Shook's going to give us a. a a pretty fair, give a fair representation. Accounting. I'm not worried about. I'll that. take you on it. I'll take you on it too. Um, I think it would be a pretty big story if I think yeah, everyone expects Mac Jones to bounce back. Sure, check that box. But like he finished 29th last year. Yeah, but like so, but the year before, We're thrown like, out last year. That, but like even Mac consensus, I've been looking at these quarterback rankings. Even consensus coming into the year, that's about where people have him. That what he's was better Mac? than like four guys. All right, here's a good one. Where was Mac at the end of QB index? After his rookie year versus Daniel Jones. Well, so I wrote kinda, that. He also so. kind of tailed off at, at the <laughs> Oh, where did you, year. you have him top 10? I have no idea. No. Like, he was where in, was he after like week week 10 or 11? At the very end of the well. season, I had him probably average, and, I, and I'll find it for you while, while I'm talking. And I probably had Daniel Jones just below. They were, they were probably quite close. But uh, yeah, little, little Mac over Two there. years ago. Two years ago. I had Mac 16 and uh, Daniel Jones... Where but that's think, a different Daniel Where did Jones. you have him uh, last year, uh, Jones? Forget uh, about Mac. Jones was closer. Mid, like, 29. I just, middle of the pack, and Mac was way low. I mean, just because of what was going it's on. It's not around. an onion hanger. but It's an upset, but it's not an onion hanger. Okay. I'll, I'll, take, t- you I'll take you, too, because, I mean, I just 30 minutes ago said I thought that we're going to get, like, the next version of Daniel Jones and an ev- evolution in his entire game. So that Well, you've played that game before, though. You've covered both sides in the past. I really don't think this is the Mac Jones that's going to wind up with a better All right, you're up. QB index. Uh, okay, here we go. A floating Rams operation trades away Matthew Stafford. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. I just mm. don't see the pieces put together. And, like, you've got your trade situation with the wideouts. I think Matthew, Matthew Stafford, a team that believes that they have a quarterback injury of some sort, they believe that they have a real chance, and Stafford kind of fits the bill of going from a team that's in a rebuild to kind of being that, that – mid-season rescue operation for a playoff hopeful team in the AFC or NFC. We'll, we'll hear what a, a very notable um, member of the ATN family, Rams fan, thinks about this shortly. But That's I, an easy I, yes I don't for see me. it happening. Mm. Happen. I'm taking you up on this. Because so you know, far, we're all taking up Do you think it's impossible? That no, I don't think yeah. it's that crazy. That they make When's the last quarterback that got traded in season? It's like I think of like Palmer? Well, like a Sam Bradford situation before um, – you know Baker that Mayfield. Was Bradford was well, Baker Mayfield. Bradford was, was up, right actually. before the season. Right. No, Palmer I mean in before. season. Palmer was not in season, was it? Because if you're no, trading Palmer was, to the Palmer was because remember he yeah. essentially sat out. Right. And I feel then, like right. Palmer was, but he wasn't even playing. Right. Right. See, that's different too. Like Stafford, 
to get moved as a quarterback, unless it's to an offense that you know, like the back of your hand, and then to give up what you would give up to get a veteran Super Bowl MVP or whatever, um, you would want him right in your lineup right away. It just seems so implausible to me that a team would do that in the middle of the year. So I – I feel more confident about that than anything we've done so far, that he's wow. going nowhere. I, I'm yeah. with you, but then, like, you also hear reports that, like, people wanted to pull Drew Brees out of retirement and Tony Romo out of retirement. But that's different, Matt too. Ryan. To me. Well, why? Because he's going, you're he saying be, a trade he, he be is. in football shape. They, the, cap, the cap implications are quite complicated, and the only reason why this is on the table, and it could be for Aaron Donald, I, I suppose, too, is, look, there's two quarterback prospects in this next class that are going to probably have a higher consensus grade than any quarterback since Burrow and Lawrence and, and are, and are going to be seen in that category. And so helping your chances for that will be attractive. Yeah. I'm trying to think who is the, it would have to be a coordinator tree match to start. Uh, I would think so. Like who is a uh, McVeigh disciple? Hmm. Yeah, I think it would. It, it that would help it. I don't think that. I think he's like not. Yeah, I think he could work almost. I think you could anyway. convince yourself in a jam. Again, it's not like some team doing it as a weird experiment. It's like we've lost our guy. Um, we're in the race, and it's not a forever solution, but Stafford for this season. In the Rams, it's like stockpile draft picks. You're probably a bottom five team. Is Stafford like really your long Does he want to do that? I would, I would right. imagine it, the last no, thing Matt Stafford difficult. ever wants to do is leave in the middle of a season. He's got a family. He's, got, he's already got his What if they're one in money. six or something? There, there's there's a lot of things in the way here, but I think you would need. It's bonkers. That was bonkers, Mark. You would need I a like good it. quarterback to get hurt. You I'm just trying to make interesting. They, that was. Hey, great, great radio, bro. Okay. <laughs> All right, last round. Um, this one is pretty straightforward. Uh, I get Bijan Robinson and Nick Chubb. You guys get the field for a 2023 rushing champion. Nick Chubb and who? Bijan Robinson. Okay. I like this one because the field is always the way to go, but I feel like those two guys to me stand Yeah, you out. backed us into a corner. Yeah, that's you, you've had some onion hangers. This one, not as much. I uh, don't like it because I think I picked Bijan <laughs> to to uh, to lead the league in rushing. See, I got you in it, a corner. Yeah, I like putting baby in a corner. And yet I'm gonna take it anyways because uh, you know man's got to live by his code, and my code is the field. Yeah, I will. I'll take you. Um, <laughs> I don't love this either. I think you've done a nice job. Yeah, sort of like wrapping us. you guys in yeah. big time. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. I, I really, love- I really think Bijan has a a really good chance, but. Man, the field and Chubb. Chubb would be in my top three chance, you know. Mm. Let me look at these um, real quick here. Kind of don't know what that Browns offense is going to be, though. That's a a little bit of a wild card one. I think he'll get the rock, though. Okay, let's see. Who else would even? Austin Eckler doesn't run the ball enough. McCaffrey doesn't run the ball enough to win the rushing title. Barkley, sure. Uh, Derrick Henry, obviously you you can't take that man out of the mix. Tony Pollard. Josh Jacobs is the defending rushing champion. These are all options. I don't so, love the field, but I, I think you're kind of counting on, unfortunately, something going a little sideways with Robinson or Chubb. That's what you're hoping for in this world. I'm taking my sandwich world. back. I'm not putting it on. I hate, I don't want to be, I am so in on Bijan. You just said you had a code, though. And I now changed you just, in my code. The code. I have so many he codes, code yeah. He's out. Yeah. I have so many. Well, another one of my codes though is pick what you want to root for. Like, don't don't pick against. You got too many codes. That's the problem. (sighs) I'll forget that this Uh, proposition. By the way, I don't care if I win or lose. Just giving Greg this mental anguish is already a win. I don't want. I don't want to feel any even 
hint of conflict, a whisper, a little flavor when Bijan's running for 200 yards in those games. I just want to enjoy it, so I'm taking mine off. All right, that's cool. That works, too. And uh, that leaves two more. Greg. Okay. I talked a lot about uh, my belief. Honk attack. In these uh, Los Angeles Chargers on the preview show. Let's take it... um, Let's take it a, in, into a different step. Justin Herbert finishes higher in the MVP voting than Patrick Mahomes. We just get a Herbert over Mahomes. No, I'll take you right 1 now. 1v1. All day long, I'll 1 take you 1v1, the Herbo. Herbo? What's that thing? <laughs> no, the Chargers are far too dysfunctional for everything to go well. They they have yeah. to finish. They have to win the division most likely for that to happen. It's basically just another way of, of saying that. He'd have to outduel Mahomes decisively, if not in both of the, their, their encounters. That's why that's why I brought it up last. You're, as as they audience. say, I kind of don't like this phrase, but what is it? Say it with your chest. I saw you on Twitter. I know I know your game, Greg. You've been doing not this a, game, a long time. Though. You're getting out there in the public discourse. You had some type of pro Chargers take, which is fine, by the way. I don't agree, but that doesn't matter. Like, you believe you are all in on the Bolts and their special young quarterback. Stay consistent. You're in. You're in. You're as, like. I'm back in. Is there a team you're more, like, uh, mm. into right now than the Chargers? No. Hmm. Seahawks and Patriots certainly are right. You know, Patriots are different. Atlanta? Creeping into that? Yeah, mix. Atlanta. Those. How about you, Mark? My circle of boys. Is there a team I'm more into than the Chargers? No, who's your team that you're most into? I think the Falcons right now. Mm. They're the team that when you open your eyes, that's the team you're most invested in. I was up in the middle of the night thinking about the Falcons, which is a weird thing for me to do. Wow. Last evening. It's the Falcons. Yeah. That you're most invested in having a big year. You think about that? Yes, and that I'm most most intrigued by. Arthur Smith's mustache? What do you think? Sure. Yeah. No one else that you're thinking about in this conversation? No. I know what you're attempting to do, but you're not even within a <laughs> continent of where, where my mind is. I just love that our guest has been listening to this the whole time. She's, she's on. <laughs> Let's bring her in. Wait, do I we? I still have another prop, though, but she can listen to it. Sure, bring her in. Yeah, let's have her do that. Okay. Nobody else. Not another <laughs> two. There she is. No one else. Hey, Lakeisha. Hello. It hey. is. Lakeisha Jackson Wessling, the great Keish from St. Louis in her home office. And, yes. Oh, I see yes. some. Why do you have a better setup with a camera than I do? <laughs> yeah, it's looking very <laughs> sharp. annoying. Because I, I still need some stuff on the shelves back here, but it's, it's definitely better. It's together. almost as if you leave Los Angeles, you have a lot more space uh, in your life. Uh, are those? That, some, would, that would be correct. Are those some shield softballs? Uh, are famous? company softball team that went to three title games and took home two trophies that would be correct one is my um game ball when i only got one game ball so that one's back there and another one i don't even know where it's from but we all signed it and like wes signed it and has like wes loves lakeisha jackson westland so that's one of my faves (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that was floating around my house for a long time i remember yes you gave that to me yes um keish how are you how is everything i am good i am a busy boy mom. Lincoln is obsessed with anything Spider-Man right now. So um, right before I got on, I heard the little ding from my Alexa that my Halloween costume is here. I'm going to be Gwen <laughs> from Spider-Man. Oh, so nice. it's just 
He's just running all over the place. Like he's talking really well now. He's just becoming a little person and he's so funny. Like I love this age a lot. Like it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. Your, too. your Instagram story you posted over the weekend where he did like a jump from a platform. First of all, he's built like a tank now and he's got that wrestling <laughs> build. And I think yes. about like stocky, stocky and athletic yes. and like Chris um, hitting those hard ground ball singles up the middle and then going first to third on, on base hits. Like the, he definitely has, you know, those wrestlings, and I mean all of them. I, I know I've met all of them for the most part. Maybe one I haven't met yet. All athletic guys and competitive guys. And I, you could just tell the way Link uh, is that he is uh, going to be like a chip off the old block. And the, and the yes. wrestling body type, there's a lot of different body types with those brothers. There's some tall ones, mm-hmm. lean ones, some stocker. But I mean, Link has that. I think he's got the, build. I think he's got the Chris slash the Nick Chris and Nick build. Type. Right. Hopefully a little taller. Yes, even when he's like walking around his little like boxer briefs, like it just reminds me like remember how stocky Chris used to be, like his legs, the way he walks, like it's just it blows my mind. Like all the time, I'm like, I got a little Wes walking around here, like what the heck? And there's a reason, by the way, Lakeisha got a game ball. I mean, Lakeisha was a an athlete herself in high school and and had sprinter speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, once yes. she put the ball on the ground, the whole thing with Lakeisha was like Wesley Snipes's character in Major League. If you hit a pop-up, give me 10 push-ups because you put that ball on the ground, they are not throwing you out at first. So Link is really coming from some serious genes in terms of athletics. And he's got my speed, too. So it's like I'm I'm so excited to see, like, what sport he ends up, like, falling in love with because he's got my speed. He's got, like, Chris's hand-eye coordination. So, mm. um, yeah, he's going – yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see that because I'm going to be so screaming in the stands, super competitive – <laughs> you gonna, are you excited about the Rams? Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, we're we're rebuilding right now, so my expectations are very low. Well, you I left just, you left them. You you came here. They experienced immediate success. They won the Super Bowl with with you here there, and then and then you left, and they fell apart. They have to come back to St. Louis now. That's the only way to know. make this. I, mean, uh, I wish it's it's ghost town here. Everyone's Chiefs fans now, and I'm what? like, what is going on? Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. I've heard Chiefs that too. In the stores where you're like buying all the St. Louis merchandise, I'm like, I, yeah, it's very very odd. So it's just me and a few others. So Keisha, we had a, we were doing sandwich props, as you know, and I had yes. one that. Uh, Matthew Stafford um, would be traded midseason by the Rams to another team. Does that seem absurd to you? Would you take me up on that? No. Not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Thank you you. want to take well, – will you, you take your sandwich? Yeah. Well, then All right, so add that to the to okay, list, Mark. Yeah, we'll be paying out. We still have one more, Mark, and then I know you have one. All right, look, Mark, you yeah. give us a sandwich prop. Keish, you give us one, and then Eric Roberts behind the glass. It is a tradition that the producer must have a failed sandwich prop every season. So we look forward to that. Uh, Mark, you go first. All right. The other two that I've done have been like completely football drenched, just football scenarios. This one <gasps> is a little bit um, more of something that I was thinking about recently, that a star quarterback um, loses at least one start this season, regular season, because of an off-field incident involving a problematic individual dressed in a costume. Now, veering towards cosplay... Um, but not definitively cosplay, but like a quarterback gets into some sort of situation um, that would be considered an incident and misses a start because of a costumed individual, not himself in a costume. Bring him back. Lakeisha, Lakeisha just said that she's getting some of her 
Halloween costume delivered. If does that include perhaps a Halloween party? Yeah, it could. Goes yeah, I think that's like you're you're getting into the hot zone during Halloween season. And I, I know this as a dad myself. Halloween, I believe, falls on a Tuesday this year. So these guys are going to have their parties on, let's say, Friday after yep. the walkthrough. They'll have a nice Friday night. Maybe. I'll take you up on it, but it's sure. not crazy. I'm focused on Halloween on this one as being the culprit. Now, this, this did this, you would have won one if you had this uh, prop back in 2018. Maybe. I guess not because Chad Kelly was not a starting quarterback. <laughs> but remember, there Love was Chad an incident. Kelly. At the Von Miller Halloween party, which yeah. I think changed Swag Kelly's career. But I will take you up on this. Okay. This this feels I think yeah, I had there's, a, some, there's some DNA to this. I this think scenario. I had a doomed Chad Kelly prop a couple of years back that he would maybe make a play for the Colts mm. or something. I don't think I won that. You wake up on someone's couch or something. I think. Yes, we spent a couple Halloweens together, Keish, but I have a feeling that St. Louis Halloween goes hard. I mean, not the block that I live on. I do mm. miss my Westchester area. They really got into it. So we're 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 gonna bounce around this year and see. But I'm definitely taking Mark up on this. I was hoping that there was gonna be one of the props that were just out there. Like that's my favorite one. Keisha's he, gonna end up maybe with a winning record here because he's just yeah. taking Mark's. Yeah, that's Mark good. <laughs> All right, actually, let's sit on Lakeisha's and make hers the last one. Eric, what is your prop? All right, guys. So I'm gonna go with the Homer a Homer prop. Everybody's been talking Jets defense. Okay. So I'm going Bills out sack and out intercept the Jets this year. So total out, number out sack mm. sacks and interceptions oh, like together. It's a out different. Interse- so who? I think the Bills had five more interceptions than the Jets last year, but I do think the Jets out sack. Yeah, who's them. who's picking up all your sacks on D? Like who are your guys that you're gonna uh, lean on the most here? Rousseau's supposed to be have a breakout year this year. Matt Milano is always good. Von Miller, when he comes back, hopefully he'll pick up some slack halfway through the season. I know he's out through four weeks. You got Leonard Floyd is we usually good for about six. Micah to seven. Hyde, you know, um, Jordan Poyer, Tre'Davious White. Hopefully I mean, you're he's just mentioning the, the. Oh, you're talking interceptions. Interceptions, yeah. I so see. I'm talking sacks and, and interceptions okay. together. Outnumbered. I'll take number. you just because the odds would say both number. Well, first the Jets' defense should be great, but also winning both numbers could be tough. Winning one, you know. I like that one. Yeah, I'll like take you. One. I think it's one of the better producer-generated uh, sandwich props. And it gives had. the Bills some much-needed juice in the set after the yeah. events of earlier. I'm telling you, a, a month and a half so or so of hard knock stand has been a little rough. <laughs> I, I came out of it. I'm like, dude, why do I kind of like the Jets and Aaron Rodgers right now? I need to beef up my Monday, Bills mafia blood a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Monday, will I think, will do the trick. Spe- <laughs> speaking of producers, I do... Uh, I do have a potential other producer one, a former producer sent in one. Is everyone taking taking you on that? Keisha, are you taking yeah. Does she get to take one? Sure. No, I'm Team Jet. Sorry. Nice. Ouch. Love that girl. <laughs> I love uh, it. I had forgot Zach Golden. Remember Zach Golden? It was his yeah, dream. Yeah, the gold standard. He, he, I, he had asked if he could send in a sandwich prop. Is this you remember Zach Golden? He's on, he's on Mount Rushmore. Well, no, I'm saying, uh, yeah, he is on Mount Rushmore. And uh, I get to see him once a year in, in Japan, which is always bizarre. And, and What's he got for us? Uh, it's a little bit of a mouthful. I know I'm springing on, but it is kind of a fun one. Go ahead. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium will once again host games at the 2023 International Series. But first time, it will do so without ardent gridiron aficionado Harry Kane as striker of the football club that calls the arena home. Kane 
who has recently moved to Bayern Munich in Germany as part of a $127 million transfer, may find it tricky to return to London for an event so soon. He's been to every single NFL game there after a dramatic split from his boyhood team. While he will have two opportunities to catch an NFL game in Germany, this sandwich bet reflects Harry Kane will make an appearance at at least one international series game in London (laughs) and at least one. I love how absurd this is. We will see Harry Kane. London and Germany. I'm a little confused. This, I think he might be missing a word here. Make an appearance at least one NFL series game in London and Frankfurt, I believe. Yeah, so That's good. The showing. international listeners will enjoy this one. <laughs> Harry Kane. Um, uh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'll take, it. I'll take, I'll it. take him too. He shows up <laughs> by the tail end of the journey. I know I am too. It's like, is he showing? It? Well, I guess he could show up to the. Uh, you know who's going to be really confused? Nick Fortier as he's writing this out. He's like, what the f- is this? Like, <laughs> pay me. He also, Zach points out, I have no idea if that's how sandwich bets actually work. Oh, but, I love uh, Zach. Yeah, thanks to Zach. All right, Keish, close it out. <laughs> Your sandwich prop. So my sandwich prop, I had to go back to one of my favorite ATN podcast memories. It was back in 2019, whenever my mom came into town and we were watching um, Lamar <laughs> oh, Jackson. I know where you're going. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she was Lamar. going nuts talking about the ghost plays like me and Wes were just cracking up because in this business, it can get words like you, the, the fun of it, like goes away after a while when you're working in it. But like, Hearing it from someone who didn't really know anything about football, we were just cracking up and had so much fun that night. So my sandwich prop will be that Lamar Jackson is going to have an amazing season and will be top three in the MVP race. Top three for Lamar. Top three. He set out the last six games. He's got his big contract in April, so he's got money. He's well-rested, so I expect big things from the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I hate to go against your mom. That That's a yeah, tough right. one. Yeah. This is tough because – there are few players in the NFL I love more than Lamar Jackson. There's few humans on the world I love as much as Lakeisha Jackson. But you're gonna say Lamar. I was like, all right, no. Gary, can we just uh, in a little bit? But um, <laughs> but I, I I feel like Wes would be disappointed in me if I just didn't cold blooded steal your sandwiches like I would to him back in the sure. day. Sure. So I'm I'm taking you up on this uh, top three. That's just that's, that's tough. That's rare air. I mean, he's a. Mark, he is a former MVP and yeah, he's ostensibly in a better fit for him. And, and this could be a return to. But yeah, I'm going to take you up on it, too. I don't think it's implausible, but I, I think it's more likely he falls outside the top three. I mean, I guess if not this season, then when? Because you've got your best cast of weapons and wideouts he's ever had. Um, I think in general, the players are ha- happy to be in like a new offensive system. But it's such a crowded like crew of quarterbacks in that MVP conversation. So top three, I'll take you on it. I think he'll be outside of the top three. And I think um, cycling back to um, circling back to gold standards prop, I think he's saying logistically it's going to be difficult for Harry Kane. I don't know where he is now. In Germany, I believe. To get to the UK, uh, an England game, a London game. Uh, because of his schedule is different than it used to be because he moved from that team that he was at for a long time. Well, they're not going to welcome him back there, I think is what he's saying. But maybe he would he go to the uh, the Wembley game. I mean, it doesn't there even a welcome there... back, right? It's not like it's going to be a, a, a ceremony on the field or anything. No, but it would if Tom Brady, would he go back to the Foxborough Stadium two months after? Did it end like poorly? Event? I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think they're thrilled that he left. <laughs> um, and maybe he's showing up to Wembley and, and Tottenham. But I did not think we'd circle back to Zach's. Uh, Quiche. Um, <laughs> yes, so many great memories. 
uh, with Chris, Chris, countless memories, and yourself, and uh, all those Thursday night openers at the house in Westchester, and um, we uh, we were just texting about it uh, yesterday. In fact, how uh, how much we miss Chris, and wish he was still part of the show and still here with us. Uh, but those Thursday night openers always created some of the worst podcasts. Well, I hated yeah. those recaps we would do. I always yeah. left the house because we like, had too much fun just watching that. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the actual viewing of the games, t- being together, having some drinks, having some food, and uh, enjoying each other's company, that will stay with us forever. Yes, I know I've mentioned it with all of you guys. It's just, it gets, you know, kind of sad at the start of the season because you definitely notice it more because, you know, the excitement of the season that we used to have and him not here. So it's like we always just lean on each other. And I'm just so grateful for you guys. I love you guys. Love you too. You too. Yeah, there is something. I don't about... know if you can see my t-shirt too. I like that shirt. Oh, that is <laughs> yeah. great. You got, you got the uh, all in the boxes. It was like COVID era. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ricky, old Zeuser, Mailman, bunker Mark, cast. and Greg, mm. the Bunker Cast T. That is such a cool shirt. Mm. Yes, a fan gave me this at the um, live show in LA. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Shout out to whoever you may be. I remember you being a nice fellow. Yeah. There's there's something about the beginning of the season, you're right. I think it, it'll always be that way, beginning of the season, end of the season, that makes us think of Chris e- even more. Like he's, he's always such a big part of this show. But... Uh, Three years. This will be our third season without Chris, which is also hard to it's believe. Crazy. So, but uh, mm, us yeah. all together right now, uh, talking about him and and just continuing to be close. That that's how you do it. He he'd be yeah. proud. He'd be proud of this take of yours, Keith. He he'd be proud of everything. But but proud of us all staying staying as tight. Would as he be proud of my cosplay sandwich? <laughs> exactly. I think he would have got. He would have been laughing. He would have would have enjoyed it. Possibly. Yeah, I sent my mom something That's the, other the most day important about thing. the raisins. <laughs> she went nuts. I love it. I love your mom's all in. Uh, I feel like your mom would be way into Odell too. So now he's in the building. <laughs> oh, she don't even. She don't even know about him yet. Oh, so just she's wait. About him. She's gonna oh, love yeah. his charisma and his hair and everything. She's gonna be super yeah. in. Um, all right, Keish, thank you so much. We love you. You're the best. Love you guys too. Come Miss visit us again soon, um, out here in LA. Now we say goodbye. Um, the Wednesday show. In the books, uh, we'll be back Thursday with two shows, really three. We're going to have a preview of the rest of the games, our draft. We'll have the TNF recap of uh, Lions Chiefs. Can you believe it? Uh, tomorrow night. And also, yes, we've been talking about it. NFL Plus launches with our first episode uh, where we do some looking in the mirror mm. ahead of Spicy. week one. All right. That's it. Honk attack. But we survived. Honk, 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 honk. And we've been released. Care. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.